This story makes me very sad. Um, This is from globalnews.ca. The bill to improve support for jurors with PTSD will not become a law. Mark Ferrant is one of the big supporters for the bill. He was a juror and a juror's foreman on a murder trial, and he joins the show right now. Welcome to the show, Mark. Good morning. Hi. Thanks for having me on. You were um, a big supporter of this bill, and you have your reasons as to why you support this bill, but um, how do you feel about it kind of being put on a possible indefinite hold here? Um, it did die in the Senate. The bill oh, it did. did. Not, the bill did not pass. So the bill, um, the House uh, rose uh, last week, um, ending this session of Parliament, and the Senate followed shortly thereafter. So this bill and some other really good pieces of legislation that had unanimous support in the House, um, as you said, didn't uh, even get a vote. And so my bill. Um, the bill for jurors, Bill 417, sat at the bottom of the order sheet, the very last one, basically every day, um, and, uh, and did not even get uh, a second reading. So, it, you, it's, Were it's you really in the Senate? No, I wasn't okay. in the Senate. Do you know um, what, Mark, can you give us an idea of things, and I might be asking a question that you don't know the answer to, but can you give us an example of some uh, bills that were heard before your bill? Well, the the bill on uh, there was a bill on uh, the pipeline, obviously that was uh, that was heard. There were debates on many government pieces of legislation that were ahead of of this bill. It's a private members' bill, and mm-hmm. and you know it follows rules of Parliament and and the Senate. So, government bills that come through the House from elected uh, officials um, obviously get priority, and that's the way it works. And that's not uh, and that's what I have an issue with. It, it was the fact that this bill, which um, passed unanimously um, uh, as a private member's bill and and had no um, amendments to it, there were no significant changes to it, it wasn't contentious, it should have been passed really quickly to provide a real um, a real help and, and assistance to um, Canadians who are serving on juries. And it, and it unfortunately did not pass. Um, there's a lot of goodwill attached to the bill now. So there are many MPs from all sides who are, are extremely disappointed that it that it didn't pass. Um, and there are senators also who are extremely frustrated that uh, the bill was not called up um, uh, to proceed to a vote. So I'm hoping that that goodwill will um, carry over to the next parliament mm-hmm. and that the bill will get its time. Mark, can you give us an idea of what the bill would have changed within the criminal code? So right now, it's illegal for a juror to discuss any uh, any aspects of the trial, deliberation or otherwise, publicly with uh, friends or family or um, uh, colleagues in social media. That's the law as it is now. And certainly deliberation is, is sacred. So a juror is never allowed to discuss how a decision was reached. But um, jurors such as myself who sat through gruesome trials and were uh, scarred by, um, by that experience had difficulty um, contacting and, and getting assistance from uh, medical practitioners, psychiatrists, and psychologists because of that perceived illegality. So you're not allowed to talk about deliberation or you're not allowed to talk about the trial, but you're, it's a barrier to receiving counseling and it's a barrier 
to discussing the very thing that caused you ill health. So are, are psychiatrists then told, um, are they legislated that if it comes up in discussion, you have to shut it down right away? It's not that it's legislated. It's that the, the, the criminal code is very clear that jurors are not allowed to discuss um, are barred from discussing deliberation and are, are also um, uh, encouraged not to discuss anything to do with the trial. So that sort of transposes to every uh, aspect. And it, unfortunately, it transposes to uh, a, a conversation with a therapist, which just isn't right. I mean, imagine going to the doctor with uh, a serious illness mm-hmm. and not being able to describe your physical symptoms and playing, a, you know, not being able to talk about it. It's absurd. How has your life been affected? I think it's important to mention this to to people listening. Since serving as a, you weren't just a member of a juror in this murder case, you were also the foreman. Uh, Well, jury duty is a civic duty, and I I took it incredibly seriously, and I I still believe in jury duty. I believe it's important, Um, but it it changed me. Um, I was not unable to, uh, I was not able to unpack the uh, evidence that I was seeing in front of me after the trial concluded. Uh, it didn't go away. Um, many of the graphic imagery and, and the emotions um, and sentiment that I was feeling just didn't, didn't dissipate. And it got, in fact, worse. Um, and I tried to buckle down and um, uh, avoid it, uh, like many people do uh, when facing stress and, and a, a, a mental illness. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I just assumed it would go away. So I'm a changed person coming out of that trial. I'm not the same person coming out of it as I was going in. Were you, Mark, uh, can I get a little more specific? Were you losing sleep? Were you uh, oh, withdrawing? If I slept at all, I, I, oh. I would sometimes go days without sleeping. Um, I was completely withdrawn from society. I was a, a very happy-go-lucky, uh, outgoing person prior to and afterwards. I shut down. I, I refused to phone friends back, didn't return emails, didn't go out, uh, avoided public places. Uh, avoided social gatherings, um, avoided, you know, uh, interactions with uh, um, my children's uh, friends and, and just it became a recluse, essentially, except for going to work. And there I kept a really, you know, brave face and, a, and wore a, a really tight mask in terms of trying to hide what I was experiencing. And that, that's not unusual for people going through a mental crisis and mental illness. Um, but the, the fact that, it, you know, this was happening not just to me, but to other jurors across the country. How did you who, find out it was happening to other jurors across the country? I mean, here you are withdrawn. You're not talking to any friends. Well, I, you know, once I, um, well, really, it began with me trying to seek mental health services myself. So when I called the courthouse, um, finally, uh, with an intervention that I had to get better, I realized that um, the courts were not providing um, support to jurors in Ontario at the time if the judge in the trial hadn't issued counseling. So that was closed to me. And I started to do some research, and I started to look around at other provinces uh, while I was trying to uh, find therapy myself. And I realized that in most, uh, most, if not all other provinces except for Alberta, there was no counseling available to jurors post-trial. And so basically, they serve up these horrible images to you. They say, make sure you um, do the right thing. Uh, the person's, uh, the defendant's uh, fate is in your hand. And thanks for coming out. See you later. Live your life the way you did before you came here. 
Essentially, yes. Essentially, wow. yes. I was shocked that um, after a four-month trial, being so invested in it, um, and after a week-long deliberation on a very complicated, challenging charge, that there was no discharge. I expected there to be, you know, this procedural discharge, and we would go to a room, and we would talk, and we would uh, communicate, and um, and then we would be released. And I was shocked that we really just went back to our rooms and picked up our suitcases and left. Um, so I, you know, I started to, you know, in Canada, it's different. In, in America, jurors are public. Um, at the end of a trial, jurors can stand on the steps of the courthouse and explain exactly how they reached the verdict in the O.J. Simpson trial and receive a book deal and be on, on the Today Show the next morning. In Canada, it's, it's, it's not uh, the same at all. Um, and it's a good system. You know, jurors are anonymous. Um, it's part of the, 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 the construct of our courts. But I did some research and I found that uh, jurors in the Paul Bernardo trial um, were vocal about, um, about that case and how it affected them. And so I started to do some research and reached out and contacted them. And, and at that point, I, I decided to go public with, uh, with this issue. And, uh, and once I, um, uh, uh, arrived on social media, um, jurors started to pour out and uh, and reach out to me. How many from- jurors do you think you've talked to that have PTSD? Well, PTSD is a really unique uh, and awful um, um, illness. So I've, I mean, I've talked to many. I, I you know, uh, a, a vast number who have had PTSD or vicarious um, trauma um, disorder um, and extreme. Uh, depression. So PTSD is a very specific um, 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 uh, mental illness, but I mean, a lot of them uh, spiraled into deep, deep depressions um, and alcoholism. I was just imagining that alcohol and drug abuse would come next. Yeah, and destroyed marriages and, and awful stuff because, you know, jurors are not, it's not a vocation. It's not a trained profession. It's not, you're not equipped with um, the necessarily the 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 um, the, the training and uh, vocational uh, experience to get through those um, those uh, imagery, but you know first responders and um, and jurors are affected by the exact same experience and the exact same um, evidence in the same trial. You know jurors close the trial that that the first responders. Um, answer and investigate, and you look at them on one end, and they're devastated, and they truly are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've, I've spoken to officers in, the, in in cases, in landmark cases, and just said, you know, I, I don't want to investigate cases like that anymore. I can't do it. Um, or they've, or they, you know, they've gone through um, horrible um, um, uh, downward spirals. And jurors on the other end close the same case, but without the same level of support. Um, they don't have, um, you know, EAP programs and counseling. And, you know, there's a crisis of, of, uh, of suicide amongst our first responders that we're all very cognizant of. And the military, uh, who serve our country so well day in and day out. And jurors do the same thing. Jurors um, are, are, were called upon to perform an enormous civic duty to um, to uh, answer justice, 
um, but we don't have the same supports and we don't have the same uh, administrative national body uh, with our, our you know, having our back. We're, so, yep. So, so it's, you know, it's, this is just the beginning. You know, I think we, this is a call for um, more reform and more um, rigor to jury duty to improve it so that Canadians come into the courtroom um, you know, equipped to do their civic duty, not worrying about how it's going to impact their lives and how it's going to impact their jobs and how it's going to impact their families. They can focus on the task at hand, and we have their backs on the other end. Mark, we're speaking with Mark Ferrant, who is a justice and mental health advocate, and we're talking about how disappointing it is this bill to improve support for jurors with PTSD will not become a law. You said the jury duty is a mandatory civic duty. Until this bill, which has to now be reintroduced and um, uh, you know go through the process again, um, hopefully with the next stage of parliament, uh, until this bill is, is passed, do you think jury duty should, you should be able to opt out of it? Well, you can opt out of it. Um, you know, there are many different uh, scenarios that would excuse a juror with very good reason. So financial hardship. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a, a single parent uh, with a fixed income. Um, a, a judge, judges are very good at um, understanding the conditions that jurors present that would excuse them from jury duty. So you can opt out of, um, and you can even opt out of jury duty with a um, health condition and a, and, a, and a mental health disorder. But Mark, what um, if you don't, you fit any of the criteria? Can't you just say, look, I, I don't want to go through it because I don't want to, you know, be affected for the rest of my life by this? Well, you know, jurors can raise that question, but, you know, the justice may answer uh, the question back with, um, you know, why do you think that's the case and why do you think this might affect you? And, and you know, in, 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 I, in that scenario, I would imagine the justice would excuse the juror and, you know, we're not going to get into challenges from uh, defense and um, uh, and crown in terms of, you know, uh, excusing jurors with uh, what's called the voir dire. Um, but, you know, you can be excused from jury duty with with the right reasons. Um, but you know, many in many cases, you know, you go into a trial with uh, you know thinking that you're going to be okay and that you're going to get through this, and and the stress of the experience can be overwhelming. Mark, well, um, who pays for the um, for for your uh, your treatment for PTSD right now? I'm paying for my treatment. And what would you put? Can I be so forward as to ask how much you're investing? Uh, well, uh, in the, it's been thousands. Yeah, um, a lot of money. Thousands, a lot of money. But I, I also see, uh, I, I also see a public uh, psychiatrist as well. So mm-hmm. I, I'm there. I, I try. You know, it's a it's a balancing act where I try to use the public system and the private system when I need to. Um, but you know, this is the issue: uh, mental health, access to mental health in Canada, in in any circumstance, is difficult. Um, you're looking at year-long wait lists to get access to a psychiatrist in most provinces. That's just a fact. That's that that scenario impacts anybody, um, let alone in crisis and having uh, the added burden of not being able to adequately. Um, 
um, contact a psychiatrist or a psychologist because of the jury secrecy rule. And that, that impacted me and, and many others. Um, I had psychologists, um, you know, who very um, were very disappointed but said, I can't talk to you. I can't take you on as a patient because you're a juror. And of, of the illegalities associated with uh, us having an, a conversation. And so I went down a list of about 20 psychologists, one after the other, thinking, why am I doing this? But also very frustrated that every single call was uh, ended the same way. And, you know, for a juror to have to sit there and cold call psychologists and, 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 and sort of beg for service just mm-hmm. seemed an outrage to me at the time. It's the justice system working against people that are helping uh, enforce it. I think the justice system just hasn't kept pace with the modern world. Uh, I don't think these rules were put in place as a punitive or or prohibitive measure. I think when they were written in the 70s, we just didn't talk about mental health. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't on the radar. We didn't talk about that. You know, the great generation that that came before us dealt with it in a different way. Our our mental illness was uh, classified only, I think, within very... Uh, acute um, uh, conditions like schizophrenia and the like. Again, that's just my perspective. So this law just, again, was not modern, not a modern law. And the conditions that exist in courts just were overlooked. And I think because jurors in Canada don't have a voice and aren't able to discuss openly um, and, and aren't public, nobody was talking about it. Well, they certainly have a loud voice in you, Mark. Thank you. You're very kind. So where do you go now? Well, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, again, we have a lot of goodwill um, in Parliament with, uh, with MPs from, from all parties who are supporting this bill and supporting the work that I'm doing. I'm, I'm incredibly grateful um, and thankful for that. Um, you know, this hasn't been just my journey. There have been many, many jurors who have joined me in, uh, in Parliament and testifying at the Justice Committee um, and are joining me in this journey. Uh, so I have to thank them. Um, and we'll continue to, uh, to um, in, you know, make uh, inroads in to make improvements uh, across all provinces. And so, you're, uh, you're speaking on behalf of all Canadians, which uh, I have to say, I know there are a lot of people listening right now that cannot believe that this bill was passed over. It's very disappointing. Um, it's very disappointing. Um, I won't. Uh, I won't lie. Um, it's. Uh, it sent a very poor message to uh, jurors and Canadians uh, regarding the justice system. But I know it will come back. So I, I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm very optimistic that it will return. So I think it's a setback, not not the end. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me on, and and, uh, I really appreciate it. Mark Ferrant is a a justice and mental health advocate, and uh, it sounds like he's not going to let this bill uh, lie, and thank goodness for everybody concerned, because you never know. You might be called to jury duty, and then you'll be stuck.